the Tutors of Life podcast, episode 55. Sam, how are you doing on this beautiful dark morning? Sean, who are you? I'm Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. Hi. We've done this 55 times. You've ruined the intro twice now. Yep. Nice job. Gotta do what you gotta do. I like to shake things up a bit. Sure. Um, How am I doing? Is that what you asked me? Yep. Pretty tired. It's early. Yeah, we got up and I was like, hey, Sam, it's 5.30. Let's just podcast. And she's like, yeah, splendid. And then Sean just sat on his phone. So I decided we kind of had to. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So we started recording videos like three weeks ago now. Um, yes. Have had zero luck with it posting to the YouTubes. Yeah, I got one, which was the one for my phone, so it's a very poor quality. Well, the quality is good. It's just the wrong way. It just needs to be flipped. Um, and I haven't been able to get one to post since. Yep. So, yep. Not really sure why. Nope. Reached out to the God Gabe and gave... Gave us some info, and we still didn't get it posted. Yep. So that's my New Year's project is to get that up and working. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll have to transition back to the phone. Mm-hmm. One second, Sean. I don't want to do it. One second. So anyhow, um, we will resume videos when we figure out how to make it work. And mm-hmm. hopefully that's after this weekend. So we're not recording this one because we already have, like, seven to post. Yep. So... That's that. I got a lot of work to do. So we'll see how that uh, pans out for us. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, what's 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 a good word this morning, Sam? Um, coffee is key. Yeah, drinking some Hikers Brew coffee. Oh yeah. Yeah, saw that high V. I went to school with uh, I had my main entrepreneurship emphasis with uh, Zach Pekka. And Zach started the Hikers Brew Coffee Company. And um, I was at, Sam and I were at Hy-Vee last night. <clears throat> Saw they had it there, so we scooped some up. Yeah, it was kind of fun to look at the bottom of the packaging and see it say Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And it's a little shoe for the barcode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. Like, hiker shoe for the barcode. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, it was uh, cool to... Uh, See Zach, you know, go to school with Zach five years ago when his company was in the infant stages to now he's got his coffee at High V and uh, pretty happy for him. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're drinking some of that right now. It's delicious. Very good. Very good. We got the s'mores flavor. Mm-hmm. The problem is the pot's already gone um, and I don't know what to do with my life. Make another pot? Make more is, okay. the, is the right answer. Yep. That's the right answer. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's like cool to think how much things can change in five years. Literally so much. Uh-huh. Five years does not need, the amount of shit that can change in one year does not make sense. In one year, yeah, especially. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, it's, it's been very interesting for Sean and I because, I mean, last year we started the 12 week year, kind of failed at it, but it's. It was our fault. We didn't prepare enough for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what the month of January is going to be, is for us to prepare for the 12-week week year. Which we want our 12-week years 
to begin on February. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, just the timing of the end of the quarters works a lot better for us that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to try and take a vacation at the end of each quarter, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So we kind of had to do it that way because otherwise um, it would land at Christmas and that's kind of no fun. Right. Yeah, it would be tough. It just doesn't make sense with when you would take your week off to like redo your 12-week year. It wouldn't make sense to be doing it on the holidays. Right. Um, so it's been very interesting because lately we've been listening to some other like speakers or motivational mm-hmm. people and they're like oh yeah you should break everything up in quarters and do this this and this and sean's just like this is the 12 week year they're just not saying it yeah so like bigger pockets has a a 12 or a 90 day tracker thing and i'm like okay that's very similar to the 12 week year and then i did the uh um i just I subscribed to the Order of Man, and it's a 30-day thing. Um, I didn't follow it through fruition, and why I didn't follow it through fruition was as it started going on, I did like the first stage, which was my vision, which I already had that done. I just tweaked it since I sold the company to Ryan. Mm-hmm. So I just tweaked it a little bit. Um, and then it had me do another thing, which I did. I was like, whatever, yep, this makes sense. And then it was like, you need to write down 40 objectives. And I'm like, okay, hold on. This is going to start into the 12-week year. Mm -hmm. Then it was like, get these things down to, it was like five action items or something. I'm like, okay, we're really talking about the 12-week year. And then it was like, now you have your 90-day plan. I'm like, here we fucking go. So it, which is cool. Like, right, it's, it obviously works. That a lot of people with like big, like a big influence circle, that they are turning everything into three months. Yeah. You know, 90 days, 12 weeks, three months, whatever, into mm. quarters. Um, and that's how a lot of people are doing their stuff now. So I thought that was, it's pretty cool to see. But I was like, okay, I know that I'm going to do this exact process that the Order of Man wanted me to do mm-hmm. in the middle of January to prep for February. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to do it now because it wouldn't make sense because mm-hmm. I've got some stuff on that list that will get done before then. Right. So, but I was like, it's cool. And I, I'm happy to see how many people use it. Use it. It's incredible. Yeah. I just. I don't know whether it's like people don't want to be associated with it or like they want it to be their own tag or they think it's like their own whatever. But um, hey, man, just slap the 12 week year tag on it. Yeah, seriously. I don't know. Maybe there's a reason you can't. Is that like. Uh, oh, it might be trademark. Trademark. Uh, we should trademark Tutors of Life before someone else does. Yeah. I don't think it costs much. I'm sure not. Maybe that's why. Maybe the 12 week year is trademark. So people can't just say like, hey. Yep, we just use a 12-week year process, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that could be. Yeah, because I think if you wanted to call it that, then you'd have to pay to call it that. Uh, oh, you'd probably almost have to, like, franchise it or, like, uh, uh You just have to pay royalties. to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. That's, like, that's like why a lot of CrossFit gyms quit using CrossFit and switch to strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. 
because, uh, yeah, I think it was like, I think it was like $1,000 a month to have the CrossFit name on your gym. Yeah. It, some of those are like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what like Gold's Gym in Eau Claire finally switched to oh, yeah. Eau Claire Gym because they didn't want to pay those fees anymore. Absolutely. It makes sense. No. And it definitely does. I mean, they've been open long enough that like everyone knows that they're pretty much Gold's Gym. Mm-hmm. So no one, they weren't going to get anyone new for the name. Well, at least not enough people knew that it would make sense to keep paying the trademark. Right. hundred percent. That makes sense. Now I understand. Well, maybe. Maybe that's why all you people are doing it the way you're doing it. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Oh. And Sam, look when we wrote our goals list last time. February 1st. Yeah, oh, my God. We didn't even try that. No. Crazy world. Um, and so this is... Michelle and I have talked about the 12-week year before. But A we'll, lot. Yeah. We'll talk about it again quick. Oh, yeah. Um, Sean and I just... What we think of stuff at the beginning of the year is not usually in the same realm where we are by the end of the year. Mm, things change so much in a year. Mm. So, like, one of our goals from last year was to get another primary residence. Sean and I looked all year long, um, and it just it wasn't possible. I think if we would have looked more, we could have. Maybe. Like, I'm saying, like, direct to seller. Like oh, not yeah, MLS, yeah. like direct to seller. Yeah. Um, I think we could have found something. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we did find that one house on the MLS next to Kyle's that had the basement full of mold. I mean, that would have been a good mm-hmm. one, but that was. They were asking way too much for that. Yeah, what it would have ended up being is like once you did the. Once you bought it and did the repairs, you know, for your time doing the repairs, which was pretty extensive, you would have had, you know, an extra twenty to 30000 equity into it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you you know, your time would have been worth about twenty to 30000 Yeah. So, it was an okay deal. Very okay. Yeah, very okay. Very okay. Mm. Sean and I, I mean, our, our houses are... An investment, so we're not gonna just buy something to buy it. Um, so that's that's another thing. Yeah, yeah our our goals just they're never the same. I think twenty twenty was probably the biggest difference from beginning to end. To be honest, mm. why is that? Um, I don't remember what. Wait, when did we refi? End of twenty twenty. Twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. Uh, December. Yep. So, like, partway in there, we... Because I think we were planning on selling the house that year, too. Correct. And then partway in there, we went on this let's try and be debt-free as quickly as possible kick. Yeah, foolish. So then we refinanced our house, which the one nice thing is we got the HELOC, and we use that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, things always maxed. Yep. But... Then we kind of changed that we would, like, stay here for a little bit because we could pay down the house really fast. Mm-hmm. And then it went to, we're just idiots and, like, we should be buying other real estate and not trying to pay this house off as fast as possible. So that happened in the start of 2021. 
um well that changed at the end of 2020 right 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 after we refined it we realized oh shit we shouldn't have gotten a 10-year mortgage we should have gotten a 25 or 30 or 30 because we're not going to stay here for the whole 10 years no we're only going to stay here for hopefully not much longer yeah so so i mean because i think it was the the very beginning of 2021 was when we're like when we started going to wisco ria and when we're like oh shit so the i would think the biggest change for us was starting in 2021 till the end of 2021 I don't think this, I don't think the difference this, well, okay. We bought a whole bunch of real estate this year. Bro, in one year, we went from. But our goals, like, were the same at the beginning of the year to the end. I'm saying, like, what our, like, thoughts were and, like, what our goals are. 2020, like, the beginning to the end were not even close to being the same. I see what you're saying. Yep, yep. Like, change-wise, yes, 2021 was probably the biggest change we've had. Not probably. By far, it doesn't even compare. Yeah. Next level. Yep. Um, but no, like, goals-wise, like... As far as what we wrote down on paper to accomplish, we stuck to more of the goals this, this year, year mm-hmm. than 2020. However, we added so much other stuff into 2021 that wasn't on our goals list that is so... Impressive. Well, impressive, but I would say it's just so, it didn't even relate. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if you look, like, if you look at how much stuff didn't even relate. Mm. Well, that's what, uh. I want to hey. We should have our 2020 goal somewhere. I'm sure, but you know what's insane? What? In February of 2021, we said keep up with blogs and podcasts. Hey, we've fucking done that. Yeah, except for the month of October. For blogs? For blogs. Uh, yep. My bad. There was one month where Sean and I slacked hardcore on blogs. Mainly Sean. My, my, yeah, it's a lot of, lot of me. Um, but that was it. That's pretty good. I think we. I think you only missed two. Blogs? Yeah, and yeah. then but you posted them. You backlogged them? I think I ended up. I think I ended up coming close. I think I got close to... Yeah. I think I've got close to... Probably close to 50 blogs out this year. Mm-hmm. I think I can uh, go on our website and, like, change the authors. Mm, so people know. So, yeah. when Yeah, they, what a good way to have people not look at my shit, Sam. Dude, people like your shit more than mine. Dude, people love my shit. I know. Um, but I think I can change the authors so then we can, like, see... How many likes each of us get and like how many po- blogs we actually each have instead of like going through and manually counting. Right. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking. Because we're going to want to do that if we eventually have more people writing for us. Well, yeah, to see the engagement. Yep. I just kind of throw together a blog with like a little bit of information from my brain. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it'd be a lot better if you write a story. That's what I do. You write, like, stories. I literally write like I'm talking to someone. Yeah. Hmm. I don't do that. No. But more people like your shit. I think it's I think it's your topics that people like more. That could be. That could be. Now, if I just got it into story mode, I think the engagement would be so much higher. Mm-hmm. Well, and once people know about us a little more, it would yeah. also help. 
I don't know how. We have more people following our blogs than the podcast. And we've done <clears throat> zero advertising. Advertising of any sorts. Yep. Um, yeah, it's neat. Yeah, I think because WordPress, you can like go on and like just like view other articles or something. So mm. you can just scroll through and like find other authors' articles that are also on WordPress. Right. And if you are an author yourself on there, it will send you in your email, hey, these people have similar blogs. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. I don't get the emails. Yeah. And so like these people have similar blogs, so then you can go look at their blogs. Yeah. Because um, I followed a couple people uh, who have similar blogs, so you can read about similar topics. That's cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, yeah. I didn't think of that. That'd probably give us some good ideas for content. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shouldn't I? I really want to do uh, what I mentioned to you last night. Because a lot of influential people, we've heard them talk about this. And they, at the end of the year, they go on like a date with their significant other. Mm-hmm. And spend the entire time planning and thinking about what they want for the following year why would we do it for the following year wouldn't it be based on the following 12 weeks i mean i think you want a general outline though of like what each quarter is going to be you want a 10 year isn't it a 10 year five year one year and then a 90 day something like that but if you have a one year you can plan out which what parts you want to do for each quarter right uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, because that's a broad outline of where you want to be in a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you have to think if we have one week to prepare for the following quarter, that's a lot of shit to do in one week. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can kind of like be like, oh, I only need to do this section of this part for the first quarter because i'm gonna do the like second half and the second quarter or something mm-hmm. you don't want to try and overload yourself too much in the first quarter right makes sense mm-hmm. interesting yeah but yeah i really want to go do that because i think we've heard of like sean whalen doing it um brandon turner doing a it. lot of people yeah a lot of them do it uh-huh mm-hmm. so i think that'd be fun yeah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. I finally finished my vision. And now I just need to make my business vision. Nice. Mm-hmm. I also finished my vision. I need to make a business vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean and I are going to write our business vision separately and then come together with them. Mm-hmm. Are we writing one diff? Is it just one big business vision for toots and tutors of life? Mm. Or are we going to do two separate business visions? Hmm. Probably two separate. I don't know if they correlate enough. I just didn't know if we really would have enough oh. for one sheet of paper. No, definitely not. They should be combined. Yep. On the same sheet. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we can make it like the top part could be toots and the bottom part could be tutors of life. Right. Okay. I have to be honest with you. I have no concept of what we should be doing for toots i should really get more involved with that yeah considering it makes it will make us the bulk of our income yeah i know yeah yeah you also need to make me a list of things that i'm supposed to be doing for your business our business Mm -hmm. i told you to make me a list and then you didn't 
Yep. I don't think you're excited for the list I make. I'm excited. If I have a list, then I'll actually start doing shit. All right. Okay. I can do that. Okay. All right. You like cold calling? No. Or that'll be on the list. No. Okay. You're hiring someone to do that. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I might just do something on Fiverr or something. No, yeah. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Sean Tudor. What? What did you start this week? Oh. What did you start while we were watching Lucifer the other night? Oh, building my um, Dominic Toretto Dodge Charger. My Lego set. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, started building that. So... How does it make you feel? Kind of fucking handicap. <laughs> Having to, like, use brain to build a Lego. I'm like, dude, oh, my God. Sean overthinks this shit so much. They literally show him in steps of what Lego pieces to put in where, and then he tries to just do it a different way. <laughs> I'm so bad at following instruction. Just like, why would I do this when I could just do it myself? And then it just gets all fucked up. Yep. I don't think I've had to fix you yet, so that's a, that's that's a plus. No, I figure it out. One piece at a time. That's right. That's right. So yeah, that's coming together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you finished the first bag. I think there's four bags. Mm, yeah, four yep. bags and some tires. Mm-hmm. Things gonna be sweet. It's gonna be so cool. Yep. Then I gotta build the uh, the Toyota Supra next. I wonder if they have more to, more vroom, of those. Room. The speed ones. Uh, I would think so. Yeah. Those are like nice little sets. What's the Technic set mean? Technic? That's the type. Okay. The Technic is a lot of their like vehicles. Mm. Um, and then... Are they? Th- Wouldn't the Speed be a Technic brand then? Um, well, I'm guessing because... No, I guess not. Okay, that makes no sense. Yeah. I don't know. But a lot of... I wonder if Technic actually moves. I don't think so. Wait, Technic? No, it does. Like, it's got shocks and it's got rotaries and shit and gears. I mean, and that's going to be a lot bigger, obviously, mm-hmm. than the Supra. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why. It's probably because the speed is smaller, like a more model model car. Uh. Um, but the only thing I don't like about Technic is it's bunched with a lot of, like, weird ones. It's bunched with, like, uh, the cranes and construction, like vehicles um so when you look at there's a website i look at that shows you how much uh stuff increases um in growth and technic is like one of the worst ones it's like bottom 10 but i think it's because it's bunched with a whole bunch of like weird the weird stuff that like kids really like but adults don't like Mm -hmm. so i honestly think it says like Technic only increases by like four percent a year or something, five or five percent a year. Mm-hmm. But I think like Dom's Charger, I think that's one that's going to increase a lot more. But it's hard to tell because it hasn't Do you retired think that's yet. Because of family. No. Okay. Hey, did you know the new Toyota Supras are like quite reasonably priced? Get one. Starts at forty three thousand, and the highest model is sixty three thousand. That's reasonable. Well, I thought so. Hey, how ridiculous are car prices? 
super ridiculous. Sean and I wanted to get in a newer vehicle so we can, like, go take road trips this summer. And got a big old fuck no. It's... It uh, and it honestly is cheaper buying a buying a brand new twenty twenty two versus anything used on the lot right now. Somehow you can go buy a brand new twenty twenty two for like less than a year old car. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even like why why are people thinking cars are appreciating after one year? I don't They're know. They're not. They're going down. I because I honestly think when I looked up the Forerunner, it said like starting at thirty six thousand dollars. That was cheaper than anything we found on Facebook. I, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I don't know how mm. this shit. This shit don't make no sense. So yeah, there was like I kept finding a whole bunch of forerunners that had like a hundred fifty thousand plus miles on it, and they were still like twenty five, thirty thousand. And I was like, how? How is this a thing? I also think that like Toyota is next level stupid. Oh yeah. I think Toyota has a following. That are such idiots that they're like, oh, since Toyotas can make it to a half million miles, even though the body's going to fall apart at 250 because of salt, um, yeah, it makes sense to spend retail on a 10-year-old car with 150,000 miles. Mm. No, it doesn't. Mm-mm. No, it really doesn't. Same with Subaru drivers. Oh, yeah. Buy my Subaru with a hundred thousand miles, and oh, just so you know, the engine's gonna go at one twenty. But why don't you buy it for three quarters of value because it's ten years old? Makes sense. In no world. Um, I think people like, for whatever reason, people put too much weight on these brands. Mm-hmm. And it's like, guys, yeah, sure, Toyotas last a long time. Or, sir, sure, Subarus also last a long time after you replace the engine every 100,000 miles. But why are we spending this much? Mm-hmm. Why, does, why don't they depreciate like other ones? And I understand that a lot last a long time. Sure, let's have this conversation about cars in the south. Okay, we're in a whole different market up here mm-hmm. in the north. Oh, yeah. If your body's going to fall apart at 250,000, 300,000 miles, your vehicle is not worth what it should be because the engine can make it to a half million. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. It means your vehicle's lasting at 250 to 300. Oh, yeah. Up here for sure. Yeah. Now, the body's going to fall apart. You, you get like you get like 15 years, 300,000 miles, and it almost doesn't matter. The body's falling apart. The frame's rotting. It's just how it works. Mm-hmm. The you're getting rust on the bo- like on the body. Yeah, because we have That's what it is. We have our what 2008 Forerunner. Oh, it's 05. 05 Forerunner that we bought for brutally cheap, and we just had it looked at to see how bad the frame actually was, and it's it's weak. Well, yeah, but I mean, I've had so many vehicles like that. You, once you start talking 15 years old, that's been drove every day, and the mm-hmm. the frame starts getting weak. That's so many vehicles i've had like that mm-hmm. but it'll make it to 300 and then we're just gonna see how far she goes oh yeah i mean it's still gonna go it's just you can't it doesn't make sense to spend the kind of money like to buy a 2010 with 150,000 miles that's got realistically five years mm-hmm. left on it 
before it starts getting like Bad. in a weak condition, why would I pay three quarters of the MSRP? Mm-hmm. I suppose, yeah, because we could just drive eight miles to Nebraska where they don't use salt and probably get a rust-free car. For the same price. Mm-hmm. Did you say eight miles? Eight hours. Eight hours. Eight hours, gang. Um, yeah, that would make so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Because prices don't really change much from here to a salt-free state. And you're going to get something that will actually be worth the amount. Oh, That's, yeah. yeah, so I'm not, I'm not saying that you can't have this idea nationwide. I'm saying for people Wisconsin and Minnesota, let's get real. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we should just drive to a salt-free state. Yep, 100%. Um, and then we could both get our little headsets, and then we could just drive in two separate vehicles, talk to each other. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sean thinks I'm crazy. It's you fine. bet. You bet I won't be listening to a podcast at all or a book. Fine. I didn't want to talk to you anyways. Makes sense. All right, so um, we could recap what we've done with our year, but maybe we'll do that on Sunday for the first. We are not recording on Sunday. Let's record Saturday. Okay. Yes, we can do that for... We'll do that for that one. All right, so I was listening to... A book. Okay. And it was like uh, how to gain wealth or how to become wealthy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, any of you who've uh, read the Mr. Money Mustache blog, he tells good stories, um, has some pretty good content. But what stumps me up with Mr. Money Mustache and then this other guy, I'm listening to his book right now. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know why I waste my time listening to shit like this, but I think I just do it to get like a different perspective. Okay. Right? Like it'd be like me listening to a book written by liberals. I would do it literally just to get like another perspective, even if I don't agree with it. And so... Anyways, I'm listening to this book, and it's it's a Dave Ramsey type mindset, which I'm just not following. It's called The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. And uh, I don't know why I'm listening to it. I just do it. I don't... I have a hard time agreeing with these people. Okay. And it's because they talk about financial freedom, all right? But they are not talking about getting cash flow. They're talking about parking their money in Vanguard ETFs or mutual funds to try and get a 12% return or close to it. They talk about the 40-year average of 11.8 whatever. Um, So they talk about that. That's over 40 years, guys. And this this is why I hate these people talking about this. They are parking their money into an ETF fund, mutual fund, whatever, where like a like a Roth IRA or a simple IRA or something. Um, they're locking their money up, okay? And then they talk about letting that money grow. I suppose they could just do a mutual, they probably do mutual funds and ETFs where they can just pull it out mm-hmm. when they want it. 
which then they'll pay capital gains tax on their on their gains, which is fine. But so they're talking about just putting their money into something, trying to get a 12% return or close to it. And doing this, they say once you reach 4% or once once you can live on 4% of your net worth, you're financially free. Once you can live on 4% of your net worth, okay? So the guy talks about the example that if you can live on $12,000 a year, 12500 a year, you only need like $320,000 net worth to be able to be financially free. Mm-hmm. Because at $320,000 or whatever, you're supposedly going to be getting enough from interest that, you know, at your 12% interest rate, which I would love to see somebody replicate that over the next 40 years. Please show me that. Um, that you can keep pulling your living out of, right? Mm -hmm. What they don't account for is um, taxes because that's something. Mm -hmm. So they're not accounting for taxes, which is awesome because why would you account for taxes because that's only 30% of your fucking expense right there. Right. So, and then I'm just sitting here like, okay, why would you? So this this is their mindset. You stack, so you get out of debt. Get out of debt completely. And then you stack as much money as you save as much money as you can. Your goal is to save over 50% of your income. Save as much money as you can into one of these ETFs mutual funds. And let it stack and let it stack and let it stack. So that in the future, you know, their, their like earliest target was 11 years. So in 11 years, you could be financially free. Okay, but you cannot increase your standard of living. You have to live off of your 4% draws of your net worth. And you have to bank on the market continuing to go up on average 12% a year. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens when you have a five-year down streak? You do not want to be pulling that money in that five-year down streak. No, not at all. No. So you're trying to live financially free while pulling money in a downturn? This isn't sounding like a good idea to me because you're taking money out of an account that maybe has a 25% loss on it. Mm-hmm. For five years? Come on now. That's like people who s- sold their real estate to sell their real estate in 08, 09, 2010, you just don't do it. You just hold it through. And what it take for that to recover to equate to 07 highs? 10 years. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that for if it took a 10-year recovery span, you're going to just keep pulling that and selling those shares throughout that? Foolish. Foolish. You have to hold. Or oh, you yeah. should hold. Oh, yeah. And then look at what happened in the past three years from that. Okay, that's when you get your big gains. And so I just sit here and I listen to this and they're like, single streams, don't worry about diversification, like all the shit you should worry about. And they're like, just put your money in this ETF or mutual fund or an IRA and you'll be financially free in 11 years as long as you live on $20,000 a year. 
Well, why the fuck would I want to do that? Yeah, why? Why That's... would you want to do that? What? And they're like, well, live a monk lifestyle. The fuck I want to do that for? Yeah, no, just increase your income. Just increase your income, dude. That's, oh my goodness. And so they're talking about stay away from, they're like, oh, you might hear people say good debt. Stay away from good debt. We'll check it the fuck out. Um, we decided to use good debt. One year of using good debt, and um, and we're financially free. So what these motherfuckers are talking, oh, you can be financially free and live on $20,000 a year. We aren't accounting for, um, not accounting for taxes. In 11 years, you could live off that same amount of money. Or, plot twist, fuck it. One to five years, depending on how, how fast you attack it. One to five years, you can be living off of 40000 minimum just from real estate. Mm-hmm. Cash flow, just from your cash flow. And your net worth increasing because of appreciation. You're getting monthly income. You're paying down a loan, a big loan, paying down a big asset. Um, and worst case, for 10 years, the market goes down, but you still get your cash flow. So who gives a shit? You still can take that money because you're financially free. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you have a note with the bank. You do. I understand that. Um, but you have an appreciating, well, you have an asset that most likely is appreciating. You're paying down debt on that asset. Um you're providing housing for individuals who might not be able to purchase their own and you're receiving cash flow and so i i thoroughly believe in this thing called good debt um because we see it firsthand and we did it in a year you know instead of 11 Mm -hmm. and we don't have to live like peasants no we live pretty nicely yeah i mean we're not living like crazy we're definitely not living out of our means um but we're not living like in poverty because why would you want to live in poverty when you could choose to live in abundance Mm -hmm. foolish very foolish well i'm not saying abundance either like get crazy okay i'm saying live a a a lifestyle that you like Mm -hmm. yeah i mean we've pretty much been living the same way for the past four years but now we just can take more vacations and stuff like that. And grab a KT sandwich more often. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But that shit just fires me up. I, and I just listen. I don't know why I listen to it. I just listen to it to get more angry, maybe. Um, just to see other people's points of view. But this isn't what it's made out to be. You know, people telling you to do this this stuff. Um I can assure you the people that started these funds and came up with these things, like the Dave Ramseys of the world explaining like how to live debt-free and all that stuff, I promise you that dude is not living a poverty lifestyle like he in- encourages. Oh, God, yeah. You know, same with this guy talking about, oh, you know, you can live your poverty lifestyle and stuff. Dude, you write books. You sell these books. Right, there's you no You have way. radio shows. Dude, you guys have more than one stream of income like you claim. Like, oh, you're one stream of income, park all your money in one area. Guys, your royalties and your consistent 
passive income from your books, your radio talk shows, your blogs, are so much fucking more that you can live a lavish lifestyle and claim this low poverty lifestyle. Shut up. You have mansions. You drive fucking Ferraris. And you're talking to these people like, oh, guys, just live this monk lifestyle. I don't do it. I just act like I do. Yeah, that's one thing you and I have, like, we're making a point to do is, like, we're not going to bullshit our listeners. Because that's what, uh, da, da, da. oh, didn't we just talk about it? Rachel Hollis. Mm-hmm. A whole pe- whole bunch of people now stopped following Rachel Hollis because she talked about all this stuff about, like, uh, her marriage and like how they work things out and then they got a divorce but didn't tell their listeners or anyone that they were having any issues nothing so obviously like they were lying about how they were living and like mm-hmm. if those two who say that oh yeah you can work anything out couldn't work anything everything out then what else like were they not telling the truth about right so that's one thing like we have really tried to make a point is like we're always going to be very honest with like what we're doing and like yes we may say things now and in five years we're going to be like no we were idiots back then that will 100 percent happen yeah but i mean we're learning how to live life with everyone else we're just expressing the way that we have found to be the best way so far Mm -hmm. yep um but yeah so people that promote all this shit and they don't do it themselves it's just it's ridiculous it just yeah it goes down to leading by example mm-hmm. and these people do not lead by example but they sell you a lie oh yeah you know the the biggest thing that 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 puts the fucking knife in the coffin for me is like the dave ramsey hey you should get out of debt here buy my program for a thousand dollars on a credit card and we'll help you get out of debt yeah what bro you just got me in more debt yeah how does that make sense right because that a thousand dollars can go a long ways for some people to paying off debt Mm -hmm. now i will say that jl collins guy he does say that he says the first step in becoming debt free is not paying somebody to help you become debt free and i'm like wow that's really smart do you think that's aimed towards a certain person oh a hundred percent because he even said in his thing he's just like there's a very common theme or there's a very common program out there where it says pay off your lowest debt first and snowball it into the other ones. And he's like, JL Collins is like, yeah, I believe in this thing called pay off the highest interest rate first mm-hmm. and then work your way to the lowest interest rate. And he's like, if you have, he's like, if you currently have debt and it's 3% or less interest rate, you don't have to pay it off. It's up to you. You can. But you don't have to. He says if you have an interest rate from 3 to 5%, once again, personal choice. You can get rid of it, but you don't have to. If you have something with an interest rate over 5%, you should pay it off as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Because think about a home mortgage. Our home, you know, right now home mortgage rates, you know, you're getting them under, three, or, you know, you can get them around 3% under. Um not a bad idea to keep those yeah it's really not you know and a lot of the commercial loans we're getting are 3.75 to 4.5 percent mm-hmm. well 
that's going to allow me to be uh, financially free like this whole book is talking about. So I'm going to go ahead and pay that off slowly. Right. And then we have like my credit card where I have 0% for the next, I think we have six more months left on it. Yeah, we use that puppy. Yep. So we use that and then we just have been slowly paying it down. And then we'll do a lump sum payment at the end because uh, that's what we can do. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I just, uh, I love listening to these so-called wealth gurus who paint a picture and then live a completely different picture. Right. Um, the one guy I would say that doesn't, well, no, that's a false too. Uh, Mr. Money Mustache, he talks about how like him and his wife were able to retire at 32 and start having kids because of how hard they pushed um, and they would just, and they just lived off of their ETF, right? Their funds from their ETFs they did. And they lived a very, very minimalist lifestyle. Mr. Money Mustache doesn't even have a car. He just has a bicycle. Jesus. That's crazy. You know. Huh? That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, what he doesn't talk about, though, is how much money is he getting from his blogs and right. his speaking gigs and stuff. Like, his royalties from that stuff. Or, you know, his passive income from that stuff. And... and and it's like, yeah, dude, you have another job. Right. Like, just because you say you don't, no, bro, you have another job. Mm-hmm. And so it's stuff like that that like, hey, guys, you can be financially free and you can retire at third, you know, mid-30s and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, awesome, dude. You did it for a year and now you make more money than you probably ever have because you're just doing another job. Mm-hmm. You're self-employed. I understand that. Yep. But they're really not doing what they preach. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Okay, Sean, I got to get ready for work. Okay, dokay. Hey, gang, I hope you got some value out of this. Uh, Thanks for tuning in and um, read our blogs. And then tune in on Monday for our 2021 recap. Okay, bye. See ya. (laughs) 